Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey everyone, it's Jen, and I have decided this is going to be the summer of uniform dressing. I'm going to have a few pieces on heavy rotation, and I'm telling you right now, they're all going to be linen, and they're all going to be from Quince. I don't know why I'm going so hard on linen right now, but it just feels right. And Quince specializes in timeless pieces made of premium fabric, and the best part is that all the Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30. I am personally very into the 100% European linen pants. They're cropped and easy. There's even a cute pinstriped version. And when I wear them, I look like I just stepped off a yacht. Do I have a yacht? No. Do I know what yachters wear? No, but that's the vibe. The linen pants come in sizes extra small to 3X and they're less than $40. Okay, like 10 cents less, they're $39.90. But the quality is excellent and they wash really well. How does Quince do it? They cut out the cost of the middleman and pass the savings on to us. Plus, Quince works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash fat mascara for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's quince.com, Q-U-I-N-C-E, quince.com slash fat mascara to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash fat mascara. This episode of Fat Mascara is sponsored by BetterHelp. Listen, we all carry around different stressors, big and small. Therapy is a safe space to get those things off your chest. Plus, it can help you develop coping skills that make your life easier. I will give you an example. If you've listened to this podcast for a while, you've probably heard me say it to Jess or to a guest, reframe. Well, I learned that technique from a therapist. Here's an example. Now that I'm a freelance writer and podcaster, I get lonely working from home and I feel like I'm never gonna get to collaborate on projects again. And that's the truth. Reframe, I get to choose which projects I work on. So I'm in control of what I work on. And if I wanna collaborate more with others, I don't have to ask anyone's permission. I can just do it. See what I did there? That's reframing. If you've been thinking about starting therapy or are looking for someone to help you process things and give you coping skills, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash mascara today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash mascara. Again, betterhelp.com slash mascara. Welcome to Fat Mascara. I'm Jess and Jen, my co-host, is off duty today. She's getting ready to get married. So by the time you listen to this, she will be betrothed. So I am here. We've got Tiff in the studio, intern Tiff. What, what? And (laughs) she and I are going to be kind of handling this today. We've got two topics that Jen was here for. So we're going to talk about clean beauty 
It's a phrase that we hear so much that we just need to take a step back and think, what does it actually mean? And then also a new way to enhance your lashes. Then we're going straight to our stellar marquee interview with Gucci Westman, the makeup artist and founder of Westman Atelier. Hope you enjoy. So Jess, tell me if I'm wrong here, but it seems like clean is the new green in the beauty world. Clean. You gave me a chuckle for that? That was yes. the worst joke I've ever said. No, but I like stuff like that. That is my sense of humor. Okay. <laughs> so I didn't know you were trying to be funny. Okay. So clean is like a word that to me, it's just like, you know, breathing. Like it's just, it means it's part of our nothing. industry. thing. But I think what happened was there was a lot of blowback to words like natural and organic when everybody realized these words are not monitored by any governmental agency. You can use, well, organic, yeah. USDA organic is, but you can use them however you like. So everybody just started calling it clean, which also felt like we're not green and granola. We're clean. So you could still be high tech or K-beauty or anything else that's trendy right that's now. That's a good point. But clean. And I have pushed so many brands to be like, okay, so what does that mean? And what have you heard when you ask people that? Um, when I hear the word clean, I'm already kind of skeptical if they don't immediately follow it up with, you know, what, what it clean means, to means us. To, what clean means to them. Because I know that they want, they just want to be seen as clean. And the reason, I have a real problem with the word clean because at least if you say like we're 98% like or naturally derived or mm-hmm. organically derived whatever or we're vegan or yes. we like you give like a word that you can define exactly or like or you get real specific leaping bunny certified you got it but clean to me infers that there's like a binary like clean and dirty mm-hmm. and i think this is like who wouldn't want to be clean and that and, and them inferring that by their clean others are dirty I find a little bit like, do you remember in the 80s, the Coke and Pepsi wars? Mm -hmm. And like there were also advertisements like Tide cleans, you know, TK, such and such better than so and so. I think there were actually some laws about naming another brand. So they have to say like, like the other leading soda or the other. Oh, I don't know about this. And I don't remember that. But I watched a lot of television, (laughs) but they were always picking on another brand. And when I hear clean, I feel like there's a little bit of a, a lot of brands inferring that their brands are better than the other ones. And it's funny, when you look at what is clean, and I think a big reason that we're hearing this word is about a year ago is when Sephora put through their Clean at Sephora initiative. Yeah. I think it was a it was a reasonable thing. Like, nobody knows how to define this. They were like, let's set our own standards for what it is. Well, that's great that they did that because at least there's, like, something we can look at. So what, and then they have their list of standards. So, for example, they are free of SLS and SLES, parabens, formaldehyde, phthalates. I am not going to get into the list of these and whether I agree or not if sure. you should or should not have these on your that's skin. That's a separate segment. Oh, Lord, is it. And mineral oil and more. And and once you're free of these, you can be considered clean at Sephora. But I was looking at that list and I look at all these brands now that come out and they just list all the things they don't have. And I'm like, this is deceptive marketing because you could literally list free of asbestos, free of cancer, free of like the shit from the subway that I just brought through. (laughs) Like you just could put anything on there and then people like, oh, okay. You you distill that into like so brilliantly because – when I hear things like, you know, we use what, like there are 1,000 ingredients on the blah, blah list. We don't use any of them. It's like, well, n- neither does every mass yeah, brand. Yeah, triclosan like- is a good example. So this was an ingredient that I remember the, the uh, cleanser I used 
in my teens had triclosan. It was an antibacterial ingredient. Mm-hmm. Um, it was in a lot of acne products back in the day. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, it was found to have carcinogenic effects. Literally every company in the United States, I think as of like 2000, 2005, no one was using it. It was maybe one or two products that still used it. But everybody like touts it still to this day. Like we don't use triclosan. It's convenient. Nobody. It's like I don't like kill people. Like you know? PABA <laughs> in sunscreens. It's PABA free. Everything's PABA yeah. free. So I think, you know, I don't think it's realistic for the average consumer to, like, get schooled up on all of this stuff. I think it's really a moment in time that we're going to look back on almost like um, – this is not a parallel analogy, but, like, the Snackwell moment where, like, everyone wanted fat-free or – do you know what I mean? Like, kind of a craze? Yeah. I do think some of these ingredients, as more science comes in, will finally be able to say, like, yes, definitively, we should not – like, triclosan yeah. or um, talc. You know, in body powders, you do not want to have talc. I will get behind the science on that. I'm not ready to do that with parabens or sulfates or any of that. Just another side Some of point. The, yeah. a, like a lot of um, luxury brands, they don't lead with that story, but they already are like, quote unquote, clean or cleanish, depending on your definition. Right. But right. it's not part of like clean is now a marketing strategy, just like Glossier, you know, used pink. You know, it's like it's part of their who they are. And a lot of brands don't want to, for whatever reasons, don't want to, like, throw away their heritage or, like, lead with that story. So, I wonder if we'll have clean washing soon the way we had green washing a I couple years ago. I think we're there. Yeah. I think we're there. Yeah. Well, all right. I'm, I'm fine. I want dirty skincare, so it's fine with me. <laughs> Give me all the stuff. Jess, remember how we talked about having at-home treatments and I never had one because I was afraid to let anybody inside my house? Yes, yes. I let someone inside my house. Oh, wow. What was that? Was that weird? It was amazing. Oh my gosh! So I got a. Sugar- what was the impetus? Why? Why did you need truly a home because? So Sugar Lash Pro is they do ex- lash extensions, but they also do the lash lift and lash tinting. Yes, we've talked about this. And I really wanted to get one before my wedding, and I asked them where could I go, and they're like, "Oh, we're all, they're all independent." The women that you know we would send to you, oh. and I said, "Okay." They're like, "We they can come to your office," and then I just pictured myself sit like laying on a massage table at the office for an hour and a half to get a lash lift. How like embarrassing. There's no way I could justify that. People would like be bringing layouts to you. Like I'd be like, "No, you can't see. Your eyes are like." That's what I'm saying. Shut. I'm like, you're just like signing like <laughs> stuff you don't even know. So yeah. I was like, "Are you okay? All right, they want to come all the way out to Brooklyn. Let's do this." So um, my lovely lash artist came out. What's her name? Her name was Megan Beck. Okay. And I got my lash lift. And I have to say, it was actually not so bad. Was it relaxing? Where did she set up? In my little office. She set up the massage table. We have good light in there. Yeah, you have great light. Um, She needed a table and a chair. And I don't know if you – I think I talked about getting a lash lift once before. I've done it once before. But basically, they put, like, a little adhesive Band-Aid thing on your lashes to, to like, keep your eyes closed while they're doing Mm it. And then the little – it's like a little t- curler rod goes on, and then they paint on the um, the solution that breaks the bonds and turns it into a curl. So the whole thing takes an hour and a half. It takes like 40 minutes to set the curl. Wait, I've got to ask you something. Did you feel – and I think some listeners will relate to this, maybe if even if you don't feel this way. Did you feel claustrophobic? While my eyes were sealed yeah. shut? I didn't, but I like sort of turned to like uh, – rhythmic breathing or meditative breathing when I'm in those kind of situations. Okay. Because I feel like if you really breathe deeply, you cannot get claustrophobic or anxious. I'm sure you can, but it really helps. (laughs) I will tell you what made me anxious, though. What? 
my bathroom. So she comes in. She's like, oh, can I use your bathroom? I was like, shit, I don't know. There might be toothpaste on the sink. I don't know what my condition my yeah. toilet's in. Yeah. So yeah. like I was like, uh-huh, sure. I was like, why don't you set the table? Let me just. And then I quickly went in there and I like got a Lysol wipe out. Uh, yeah, and I like yeah, did the Clark's toilet bowl wipe. real mm-hmm, quick. Mm-hmm. And then I did the sink real quick because like I don't want to be gross. You know what? I learned that tip from Real Simple once. It was like, this is years ago. I said like if company comes over unexpectedly and it was like the two minute clean, it was basically just Windex the bathroom mirror. <gasps> I didn't and, do the mirror. No, but if you do that, it looks like, like totally fresh and new. And then like basically go over the surfaces with a wipe and like maybe swipe up any hair. I almost wanted to say to her, I have like mineral rich water or whatever. So sometimes my toilet looks like it has like orange staining oh, yeah, me inside too. the white porcelain. Yeah. And I would be like, it's not duty. It's the minerals in the water. <laughs> and I was like, Jen, she's not even looking. She wants to do your lashes. Why are you worried about it? It's not duty. This is why I worry about having people in my house. I don't know. Nobody thinks that you have duty in your It doesn't. Thing. I want them to be bleached white. And I put the mineral thing in and everything. And it turns white for like two days. And then my toilet looks peach inside. Jen, your apartment is what, like 10 years old? Yeah. Okay. My toilet is the original toilet from Mar Building, and it's over a hundred years old. You're lying to me. I'm not joking. We found out. There's from not our that super. toilet is not a hundred years old. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. How many people have gone on? I, when I think about it, I li- want to like throw myself out the window and never have over a Glam Squad or Lash Pro no, again. They, they've come over. They've used. They've. And, you know, I haven't gotten any like. I love any how my thing on lash lifting and home beauty treatments turned into what's the state of your <laughs> toilet. It's it's part of the whole it is part the of the whole thing. Whole. But anyway, so you had the person in your house, did you offer them a glass of water? I offered her water or an orangina, which is what I always offer okay, the guests. Okay, nice. Or no, nice. the San Pellegrino orange one. Very nice. Did she and accept? She didn't. She was fine. It was all good. Um she did an amazing job and I don't know, I think I would do it again. Because I realized having them in my home is way less invasive than having them come to the office, truly. Oh, yeah. that's that. People have glam squad to their office. I'm like, I want your job. And I, even if I'm a beauty director and technically I was doing research, this was part of the job, you can't justify that. No, no. So anyway, what do you think of my lashes? I mean, when I saw you, I said, you look beautiful. I didn't tell I didn't know what was going on. I have zero makeup on. It's you look amazing. awesome. You don't need mascara or lash curler for like three months. Do they dye your lashes too? They tinted them. And she said that mine took the color really well. So they're like a lot darker now. Mm. I think that's because they're actually gray. But she didn't realize that because she was like 12. <laughs> but anyway, she's not 12. She's She was great. Anyway, Megan Beck, I'm going to I'm going to tag her on Instagram when I put up a picture of it. Summer is fast approaching, which means it's shapewear season. Just kidding. It's really wedding season. But I just got an invitation to a wedding in Philadelphia, and guess what I'll be wearing? Honey love. I'm not sure about the rest of the outfit or the dress, but the shapewear is going to be honey love. Here's why. Honey love has revolutionized compression technology so you no longer have to feel like you're suffocating when you're wearing shapewear. Plus, They have lingerie-inspired design details that you'll want to show off, and all their fabrics are breathable to keep you nice and cool, which is perfect for hot days. Let me tell you a story. I remember being at a wedding, this was a few years ago, pre-Honey Love, and I wore a jumpsuit, and I wasn't sure if the bathroom door locked well, but I had to take off the entire jumpsuit and then roll down the shapewear to pee, and I was like holding onto the back of the door at the same time, completely naked in the bathroom, and it took so long, and I caused this whole backup of the bathroom line, and after that, I was like, never again. Until Honey Love came along. 
Honey Love's Super Power Shorts have a 100% cotton gusset, so you don't have to wear underwear underneath. And there's a convenient opening in the underwear area, so you don't have to take off the whole thing to go to the bathroom. It's so easy. Honey Love products make you look good and feel good. Whether it's for a wedding, event, an everyday boost of confidence, Honey Love is the perfect plus one. Treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com mascara. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off. That's honeylove.com slash mascara. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. Honeylove.com slash mascara for 20% off. The summer vibes are just getting started, so shape your life with Honey Love. Hey everyone, it's Jen, and I have decided this is going to be the summer of uniform dressing. I'm going to have a few pieces on heavy rotation, and I'm telling you right now, they're all going to be linen, and they're all going to be from Quince. I don't know why I'm going so hard on linen right now, but it just feels right. And Quince specializes in timeless pieces made of premium fabric, and the best part is that all the Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30. I am personally very into the 100% European linen pants. They're cropped and easy. There's even a cute pinstriped version. And when I wear them, I look like I just stepped off a yacht. Do I have a yacht? No. Do I know what yachters wear? No, but that's the vibe. The linen pants come in sizes extra small to 3X, and they're less than $40. Okay, like 10 cents less. They're $39.90. But the quality is excellent, and they wash really well. How does Quince do it? They cut out the cost of the middleman and pass the savings on to us. Plus, Quince works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash fat mascara for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's quince.com, Q-U-I-N-C-E, quince.com slash fat mascara to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash fat mascara. Okay, everyone, I am one of those people who, when it comes to wellness, sorry, but it's got to fit into the pockets of my day. Five minutes here, seven minutes there, when I'm like in the kitchen and I'm microwaving something long, it's got to be convenient. And that is why Aloe Moves works for me. My mindset has changed. The app makes it easy for me to keep my wellness routine on track because they have everything in one place and bite-sized little bits. Yoga, Pilates, fitness classes, mindfulness, self-care tips, healthy recipes, so much more. From beginner to advanced, Aloe Moves has the flow or class that's going to fit into your schedule. Their classes range from five minutes to an hour, depending on what you're feeling that day. You know what feeling I'm feeling most days? I'm feeling 10 minutes. I've been doing that's good. Joanna Thompson's. Right? That's about it. Yeah. That's good. 10 minutes. Joanna Thompson does these yoga lotties in 10. One day will be abs. One day will be arms. Today, Jess, is booty day. And we're just <laughs> going to get it done all in 10 minutes. If you're trying to get a good sweat, then you've got to try their award-winning workouts like the sweat-inducing yoga flows or the reformer Pilates workouts without weights. You can also find stress relief with meditations, affirmations, face yoga, gua sha, learn to do dry brushing. How many times have we talked about dry brushing on this podcast? Aloe Moves will teach you how to do it. Unlock your personal wellness routine with Aloe Moves. Go to alomoves.com now and use the code MASCARA20 for an exclusive 30-day free trial and enjoy 20% off an annual membership. That's alomoves.com, code MASCARA20. alomoves.com, code MASCARA20.
Okay, Tiff and I are here with Gucci Westman, the celebrity and editorial makeup artist synonymous with dewy, fresh skin and a cool, fashion-y approach to beauty. So she's also the founder of the new luxury makeup line, Westman Atelier. Welcome, Gucci. Thank you. This is so cool. Everybody freaked out when I got asked to do this. They were like, fat mascara. Oh, my God. It's like the best one. Oh, that that makes us feel great. Yeah. Thank you. Um, I, I, I'm a fan. So... I have to start off. Gucci Westman, it sounds like your name is just like destined for fabulosity. Is Gucci your real name? No, it's not actually. So does that make me less destined? No, no. <laughs> I, you, you've, you've grown into it, I guess. Well, what, what's the deal? It is. I mean, it does feel like my real name in the sense that it's been my name since I was about two. Oh, wow. And okay, you, I, you own it long enough. I it's feel, yours. Yeah. you know, it has nothing to do with any <laughs> trends or thank God for that. But I actually was born with the name Chelsea. And then we moved into an ashram when I was two years old, a kundalini ashram in California. And you get given names at the ashram. And my given name was Guru Charan, which means he who sits at the lotus feet of the guru. Not even she, but he. Wow. And it was a nickname that a friend of my parents gave me. And he named his subsequently his daughter Googie. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Back to the ashram. I got Gucci. I think I scored. <laughs> so, what was it like? I mean, this is such a big, vague question, but most people did not grow up on an ashram. Were your parents very into like yoga or spirituality? Yeah. Mm-hmm. My dad to this day does. He wakes up at five a.m. every day and meditates and does yoga. He worked with the Maharishi to oh, wow. spread TM. Oh my goodness! Yeah. It's do you do cool. TM? Yeah, I do. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm not going to ask you what your word is, but I, I, hear, I hear you're given a word, right? A uh, yeah, mantra? you're given. Yeah, but so I didn't actually, this sounds so ignorant, but I didn't realize because I grew up with my dad always meditating in the backyard, you know, and he built a teepee. We actually lived in Sweden from 10 to my, from 10 to 25. Oh, wow. Because my dad is Swedish and he built this teepee in the back of our you know garden and he would sit there for hours and I had no idea you know what style of meditation I had no interest of course Mm -hmm. I was too self-absorbed being you know a teenager and everything (laughs) and um he he asked me maybe five years ago if I was meditating and I said yeah and he said oh okay I can tell and I was like oh that's good I, I just actually took a TM course and and he said oh that's great what do you think and I said I really like it I think it's you know it's really sort of conducive to people who are a little bit busier and a little mm-hmm. bit, you know, filled with more thoughts and anxiety maybe. And and I asked, so what what is your meditation you do? I've, I've never asked that. And TM is just for anyone who doesn't know it's transcendental meditation. Yes. Okay, sorry. Mm-hmm. Keep, keep going. So he said, oh, I do TM. And I was like, you do? And I was like, that's the, that's the me- meditation you practice? And he said, yes. And I actually worked with the Maharishi to spread TM. And I said, do you have a mantra? And he said, I have three. <laughs> so I was How like, did he get oh. the extra two? He's been doing it for so long. That's fascinating. I don't know. He's, he, he does it for a long time, and he also has been doing it for so many years. That's so funny. So you, I'm assuming you said you've been taking like lessons, like you were paying someone for to TM. To teach me and my dad. But your dad just... spread TM all over the world. Yeah. Well, not all over the world. It was, I think... Uh, if either, I think it was from India, Sweden or something, LA, I can't remember exactly. I was just so shocked that I didn't remember the details. 
very careful. That, that is, I have to tell you, we've done a lot of interviews I haven't heard about, you know, with people yeah. coming from different backgrounds. Yep. And, you know, it's nice because they're usually surprising. They're usually very different than, you know, what you yeah. think. Yeah. But this one I haven't heard. That's a little, I know it's, a, I wanted to, you know, keep you a little bit like on your toes today. A friend, a friend of mine is always telling me I should do TM. Yeah. And like, obviously you'd recommend it, but why, just for our listeners, why might they want to I think get they involved? actually modified it according to my dad in later years. So it would be easier for people who are very busy to incorporate into their mm-hmm. lives. And you, the idea is that you, you basically don't kind of judge yourself or your thoughts, but you have this mantra. It's a 20-minute session in the morning and then the afternoon. And and it's basically kind of like your stream of consciousness will start coming up to the surface. And it's it's basically you're releasing stress. It's interesting you said that he noticed that you yeah. had been... I know. Yeah, that that That's, you that you can really tell like a visible, yeah. like visceral benefit from it. Yeah, my I I don't want to go on too long about this, but my husband had uh, also he was trained in TM. He oh, did wow. the the course and and he lies down when we meditate mm-hmm. in the morning, and I sit up and he lies down and I I asked him the first time I was like you're supposed to sit up. I, how come you're not sitting up? And he said, oh. Bob Roth, who who taught him, who's really pretty known in in TM, he said he didn't have to, that he could lie down if he wanted to. And also he gave, at the end when David was trying to pay, he said, oh, no, you have a beautiful soul. You don't have to pay. This is my treat to you. Oh, wow. I know. I was okay. like, you didn't do that to me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I'd have the same pull with Bob. Yeah. So uh, let's shift to beauty for a moment. Yes. You did go to beauty school, right? Didn't you go to like a proper beauty school? I not a beauty school per se. Like cosmetology. I, mean, was, or I went to a, a really, really fantastic makeup school in okay. Paris. Okay. And the reason, actually, I thought I was going to be a translator or, or a you know a professional show jumper. Um, What's a show jump? Oh, like writing. A, oh, writing horses. Okay. Yeah. 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 And and I was an au pair when I was eighteen years old in Switzerland. And I got really into beauty, actually, at that point. Before, I was also interested. But at that point, she brought me to the woman, the the mother and the family brought me to fashion shows and really got me sort of kind of crazy about the, the romance of of these, you know, this translation of these uh, designers' looks and mm-hmm. everything and how powerful was it was. Was this totally new to you? Was it like yeah. opening up a whole window? Completely new. So imagine new. this is like kind of a posh family or at least like artsy. Uh, they were pretty posh, yeah. Her mm-hmm. her parents were, were quite, you know, successful family in, in this little town in Switzerland in Neuchâtel. And she started, this was what sealed the deal, she started giving me boxes and boxes of makeup because everybody <laughs> sent her so much and she didn't wear any so she just gave it to me. And I was like, Ugh. yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And so I, I became very mesmerized, and I said, you know, I think I may want to go to makeup school, and but if I'm not good, I'd rather do it in French so I don't waste my time, because I don't know if I'm going to be good enough. Wait, why would you want to do it in French? Um... Because I went to Switzerland to be an the, au pair, the au pair. Yeah. for my French. Okay, got it, got it. Got I didn't. It. Sorry, I didn't. It's express okay. That, but I, I wanted to. Be a translator, I thought at some point. So okay. I was working on my languages. I studied languages in school, mm-hmm. and um, so I thought, okay, at least you know, if I'm not good at makeup, I wouldn't have wasted my time because it's in French. Totally. So 
I ended up going to that school, not at the time I was, you know, I thought I ended up going maybe four years later. I had a little break, <laughs> um, went back to Sweden, traveled a bit, and then, then I went. Okay. So what did you learn about, go- like, you know, a lot of, again, a lot of the guests that we have, everyone has a different story, but I'm fascinated by so many of the makeup artists there, and, and even hairstyles too, they're self-taught. Mm-hmm. You are, mm-hmm. you know, formally trained. Do you feel like there's a difference or do you feel, um, what, what did that give to you? I mean, I think that, you know, to be honest, it gives you a bit of a foundation. At the end of the day, when you're an artist, however, it's all about the amount of time you put in, the experiences you have, and learning from your mistakes. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It really is, because there's so much that's not applied in the classroom, you know, that you would never experience on a shoot. Right. You know, they don't really... There's no synergy between the two in some ways. You can't just think, oh, what am I going to do? What look? What am I going to create? Look number five? Mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. know, it's not really like that for a Vogue shoot or something like that. It's more intuitive. You have to have a certain amount of creative flow. Mm-hmm. And you also have to be very sensitive to the dynamics of everybody involved. Completely. And know your place and know when you need to step forward and when you need to step back and so many things that you can't learn in the classroom. No, yeah. I I I'm grateful that I did it and it was a really interesting experience and I think that something there was a bit of a catalyst and a drive for me because I remember one day it was a big school actually and a lot of uh, the students were Asian, a lot of, you know, boys and girls or you know, both sexes. Mm-hmm. And one day one of the teachers said you know, the, I'm going to be honest with you. This is a an industry for homosexual men. Wow. And I just thought, how, what did she, I was like, did I understand that correctly mm-hmm, in mm-hmm. French? You know, maybe I thought. Yeah, yeah. And that was what she said. And that sort of stuck with me and put a little fire in my belly. And I thought, really, that's, that's kind of a generalization. Uh, it, there's some, you know, maybe little bit of truth to it at some point there was or there but I don't but not right now no, no I, don't think so. I don't think so either I think it's you know well that's encouraging for, for everyone but I also <laughs> wondered um you know we have a lot of listeners in the show who are budding makeup artists mm-hmm. do you think that they need to go to school because no. they, they, email, they don't they, okay that's again more reassurance because no. we get dms about that all the time I don't which think is the best so. makeup and, school to, yeah I don't I don't think that's necessary especially not now with all the the social outlets and Mm -hmm, all of these mm -hmm. platforms that showcase such detailed work and how empowering it is for people to try things on themselves make mistakes on themselves try and actually the best thing about makeup school I think weirdly was learning how people's fingers how it feels on your skin and how to be mm. you know a Being little bit foot? Okay. aware of people touching you wow. and your space and somebody else's space <laughs> you know now once you started working I understand that you started working in films right I did yeah I actually went to a really bad makeup school <laughs> after the really great makeup school uh-huh. the it was a 10-week program after two weeks they asked me to teach 
at the school, which... Two weeks. Yeah. Also, the advice they gave us, they were like, okay, you need a tackle box, a fish tackle box, and a director's chair, and a light. <laughs> Those like were a the Exactly. Those were the things that they advised us to buy as budding makeup artists. I mean, you're kind of on your own, and you're yeah. like, uh, what do I do? They said, oh, you know check out the Hollywood Reporter and look for ads. And it was really... It's frightening. There were, was absolutely no value to any of that program. And I say it all the time because I would never want anyone to waste money on it. But then so you start like you start working in films so, like right around that time? Well, I, it, it was a little bit of a process. I actually didn't have any work for a while. And I did, you know, some deferred payment mm-hmm. type of American Film Institute projects that... I did like the, I I did the continuity. I did the hair. I did the makeup. Mm. I did the styling. I did the craft service for free. Wow! And it was it was such. It's all about the experience in my mind. And I actually never remember getting paid very much the first <laughs> few years of my career. And that was never my objective to earn tons of money. I thought I need the experience. I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't. It doesn't matter the payment. And also when I started assisting people. I was too shy to ask about the money, and yeah. I thought that maybe the agent would just pay me or, you know, and I just never asked, so I never got paid. And I didn't know that how that really worked, yeah, yeah. and um, I, during, you know, the first couple of months, I didn't really have any work at all that was paying, and I, I remember allowing myself one latte per week, <laughs> and, you know, we lived in this kind of, like, government-assist housing because... The two girls I was living with, their previous home was destroyed in the earthquake, so they found something for $300. Wow. So we, two of us, shared a room. The other girl always got the biggest bedroom who was alone. And then we always had, like, 10 other people staying with us, and no one ever b- wanted to buy toilet paper. It was like... <laughs> it's like a, it was like, a col- like an artist colony. Yeah, yeah, it was so fun, though. But then I met a stylist named Casey Storm, and he said, oh, I, you have to meet my friend Spike Jones. Oh, my gosh. And uh, I was like, yeah, I would love to meet him. I didn't really know exactly. What was he working on around that time? He was doing mostly music videos and really great Nike and Levi's commercials. And so I met with him in a room. I remember I was kind of nervous. And he was just like sitting and nodding his head and saying, like, cool, cool. (laughs) (laughs) It's exactly actually... How you would imagine him to be. That's how I picture him being. Yeah. Just like a groovy dude. Yeah. So he really didn't say that much. And I didn't really think that it went that well because he didn't ask me anything specific or of Mm -hmm. significance, I thought. And then next thing I knew, he asked me to do everything. For so what years kind of, and yeah, years. what kind of projects with Spike were you working on? Like what kind of movies? I did commercials, videos. I did a lot of commercials, a lot of uh, videos. I mean, it was so fun. So. How did and you... I did Bing John Malkovich. Oh, well, he that's... had to convince me to do that. I mean, that's like uh, you're, you need your ma- your PhD in makeup artistry to do that. Making it was, it was a ca- I haven't seen it like ten years. Like Cameron Diaz, like old. Right? Yeah. She looked she looked like a hot mess in that yeah, movie. Yeah, she did. We did. She's how do you make someone that gorgeous look that? Um... Well, we all did some research, and we wanted it to. It was supposed to take place in New Jersey, and. We did some research and we went to some malls in New Jersey and we all I'm came from back New with Jersey ideas. and I can say we've got a lot of material for you. <laughs> a lot of inspiration. Yeah, we found some some good some good looks. Yeah. So <laughs> so and that was actually just 
um, prior to that, I had done Buffalo 66. <gasps> oh, my God. Christina Ricci's eyeliner in that. Yeah, the blue eyeshadow. Yes. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. And the silver sparkles. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah. yeah so, exactly. Eyeshadow, excuse me. Yeah. Wow. No, but okay. she had black eyeliner, but the blue shadow yeah. was actually, I did an interview about that the other day, which is so weird because it's so long ago. But I did that first, and that was um, a pretty traumatic experience for for a lot of people involved in that movie. And making the making of the movie, yeah, it was tough. It was okay, tough. but it was. I'm great. I'm happy that I did it. In yeah, the end, people love that movie. Yeah, was, and that look is very iconic. So, how did you parlay all of this into fashion? Like, tell us about. You know what? I think of Gucci Westman. I do think of you know high fashion editorial makeup. I so when I turned. Just before I turned 30, I decided I didn't want to live in L.A. anymore. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to just work with actresses and do movies and things like that. It wasn't for me. I felt that it was a little bit insular focused. And I wanted to explore. And I actually still remembered going to fashion shows in Paris. And I still Mm. felt that kind of, oh, I just want to see if, you know, there's a little something in me, a little twinkle that, making me want to explore that and I had I had no obviously idea how it was going to go moving to New York I went out on a whim and I got an apartment in the East Village with Tatiana Petitz you know the model oh the model Mm -hmm. so were you guys buddies from before yeah so we shared an apartment on the fourth floor she was in the George Michael Freedom video for for those who just want to have a gander at Tatiana okay she was and we lived on the fourth floor walk up it was such a dump and (laughs) And she had a bad back, so she made me carry oh. all her stuff on. <laughs> I used to actually pay people outside to help me carry my bag up. Wow. Because your, my makeup your, your, bag. Your, yeah, your kit. Yeah. Uh, four flights of stairs. Yeah. yeah in New York. So, so I came to New York not really knowing what the outcome was going to be. Mm-hmm. And I had worked actually a bit with Bruce Weber and Annie Leibovitz in L.A. So that I had a little bit of an introduction. We had done Italian Vogue and I did some things with Vanity Fair with mm-hmm. Annie and and I ended up doing a cover of Vanity Fair with her which, which who was on the cover it was the athletes for the Olympics okay was, yeah 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 so that was in the 90s and she canceled I I had I was supposed to do special effects for a mountain biker and I had all this different type of mud prepared and I was going to show her you know I showed her all of what I had prepared and she, she, I think she was like kind of impressed. So she canceled the other makeup artist and I did everyone. And do you it, think it was because you prepared the mud? You went the yeah, extra mile? Yeah, I really went. I, that's all I ever wanted to do was think ahead, think mm-hmm. ahead of like, what would that next move be? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And how can I not become replaceable? Those were, you know, cause we all are very replaceable. Do you still, I mean, I know that you, and we're going to talk about Westman in a bit, but you know, when you were, working right before you started focusing on Westman, are you still like that? Like you're still bringing weird things to the table, like like not mud, but it's interesting. I kind of feel like a lot of makeup artists who are at your stature, they can come in, put on like a bomb, put on, you know, uh-huh. a, a brow gel. And it's like genius. Do you feel <laughs> do not? I'm not naming names, but I think like there is a kind of you're a celebrity. You are, you know, so I would think you wouldn't have to work that hard all the time. Well, I think you're, you know what you're I mean. always actually, but you're always, I think in this industry, especially you're always in a gray area 
when when it comes to your success mm-hmm. and the knowledge of success like what is success you know because yeah, i think it's that's a bigger question i think it's a, easy to get to the top i don't know how easy it is to stay there and you know that's the tricky part that's where you have to sacrifice a lot of family time a lot of you know a lot of things come into to play and it's it's challenging you know you always it's it's a finicky fickle business like juggling it's funny you mentioned the family time like you know you have a family you were doing all these celebrities i'm sure you were traveling a lot i yeah, mean this yeah. like in and to probably i mean i know you enjoy it but maintain where you were and then i remember you took like a minute and you were working with brands right yeah, like Lancome, yeah. Revlon can yeah. you tell us about that a little bit yeah i i during my like super super busiest time i i got called by Lancome and they wanted me to be their creative director and I thought, oh, that's interesting. But I wasn't that excited because mm-hmm. I what excited me the most at that point was creating editorial images. And at this point, and, you're working with everyone, yeah, right? You're everyone. in mm-hmm. vogue every single month. Yeah. I mean, there's a there's about a year where I had almost every single cover of Vogue. For it was almost maybe it was like nine months or something. And like that. do you attest that to your aesthetic or that Anna really liked you or you, the way you worked with was, you know talent? What what sort of your? I I think Grace Coddington. I owe her mm-hmm. most of that actually because we did one particular shoot that she just adored, and she then after the shoot said to me, I didn't even think she liked me to be honest. I had no idea, and she. We were all traveling from an airport together. We were in L.A., but I was at a different terminal. Mm-hmm. And she got out of the van, and I, I thought she was just going to say, you know, see ya, beat it, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she said, you know, I haven't seen talent like that since Pat McGrath, since I discovered her. <gasps> and, yeah, and um, I want you to be on my part of my team, you and Julianne Dees. And I was like, What? And then I, I was speechless. I can't even, you know. I just thought I didn't even know if she it's liked a career me. Career changer. Where on my life? Yeah. And then was she just kind of aloof? Like was she like aloof fashion person? She's a, yeah, she's a little tough. She's not she's warm and fuzzy. Love. No. Okay. She's not. There's nothing. Uh, yeah, she's. There's nothing fake about her. She's very direct and mm-hmm, very. Mm-hmm. But she doesn't. She's not that forward coming, in the moment. She takes her time and does it in her own way. But she. That that was on a Friday, and on the Monday I had probably ten Vogue options with all the other editors, and wow, and uh, it was it was, you know, overnight career changer. Yeah, pretty mm-hmm. much. And I worked with Grace with everybody, with Stephen Mizell, with Matt and Marcus, with everybody mm-hmm. I ever could have dreamt of. So, obviously, this is keeping you really busy, and then you get the call from Lancome. You did take the job. I did take the job, and it was a really wonderful, very inspiring, empowering experience. And But I still felt that it was taking me away from my editorial work. I did mm-hmm. inevitably miss some covers and things like that. I, I had it in my contract that if I had a, a Vogue cover or a certain job of a certain stature that I was mm-hmm. able to reschedule the, the Lancome date. Okay. And they were okay with that, which was great. And it, they were such a lovely place to sort of um, L'Oreal Lancome. It was really, really wonderful. I, I was so inspired 
the entire time. They really respect artistry. Mm-hmm. And then you went to Revlon. Mm-hmm. I mean, not like, you know, back to yes, back. No. But what was that like? Because you are such a luxury person with just your, you know, CV. And of course, the line that you have now, it's so interesting that you've lent your talents to Revlon. Yeah. What well, was the impetus there? Well, I mean, so, I'm sure they off- made you a good offer, but. Yeah, well, I left Lancome. Part, actually, it was mostly because I couldn't travel so much anymore. My contract was out of Paris, and mm. I had one child. I was pregnant with the next, and I was just remembering being in a meeting and them telling me I was going to India, and they didn't know I was pregnant yet. And then I was like, oh, my God, <laughs> this is going to be so complicated. And <laughs> and then I decided I had to just, you know, maybe restructure my work and do more editorial and, and not – travel as much and do you know have it be so focused on overseas Mm -hmm. and so I think it was about a week I didn't have anything and I was like remembering walking around the West Village thinking oh my god what did I do Mm. was that the right move and then Revlon called and and that was a yeah it was a is a kind of a contract I couldn't really turn down and it was very different, you know. It was yeah, like what worked from the Revlon thing. I remember one palette. Was it Skin Lights? Did you do a Skin Lights thing? I or no? did these um, Illuminance palettes. I did one called uh, Not Just Nudes that was really good. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't. I didn't have you know the same. It was. It was just a different. I, with Lancome, I got to do exactly what I wanted, mm-hmm. and I. I never had to compromise. They let me decide. I was in control of so many things. And Revlon, they actually hadn't ever had experience with a makeup artist as creative director before. Mm -hmm. So they didn't really know how to use me to my fullest potential. Yeah. yeah. You know, they didn't know how I love doing press. I genuinely love talking to people about things that I'm passionate about and sharing stories and sharing information. So they didn't – it took them a really long time to sort of understand how to – Use me. Yeah, and understand I was, what you do and what so, you can do. Yeah, yeah. so it was a, a different type of experience because it was almost as if I was educating them for part of the time. You know, on on do this. You can do this with me. I can do this too. I, can, I was almost like I, I can was sing. A doll I can dance. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So, but but I'm you know I think that that experience was really valuable also because it's a different market. You know, the mass market is very different. And it's a different customer. In, in in a nutshell, how is the mass market different? Because I feel like women shop high-low, high men too, shop high-low now. So I know it was a few years ago, but what was the key difference that you recognized? I think there's a different – they just look for – there's a different type of um, experience. You know, it's mm-hmm. not necessarily the feeling of – the validation of holding something, mm-hmm. you know, that makes you feel a certain way. It's that's maybe coming from somewhere else in, you know, in their their kind of idea. They I think maybe that it's just different priorities, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. because I shop high low, too. I love, you know, pharmacies. Mm-hmm. I think it's yeah. you can find the greatest thing in pharmacies. But at the same time, I love holding a nice object and I love how it makes me feel. Right. It's exactly. It's not just the payoff of the color. I mean, that's part of it too, but it's, it, you covet the object. It's mm-hmm. like a, it's like a fetish object. Yeah. Yeah. I think that the, the mass customer has maybe certain things that she, she really wants to spend her money on. And I respect that. Mm-hmm. And I think that 
it's a, it's it's a very savvy customer, mm-hmm. you know, and it's and it's uh, you know, you can also certainly play around more. You can have you can get more for your money. Yeah. Um, well, Westman is definitely Westman Atelier is definitely more of the object moment. So, um, why did you decide to why did you decide to create Westman Atelier? I love product development. I love products. I love sharing information. And it's actually, I'm happy you asked me about my name because <laughs> I was going to say that, you know, since I had all of this experience with other companies and I was fortunate enough to work with their labs quite quite intimately, yeah. especially with Lancome, I, I was with their labs outside of Paris every visit, every few weeks. I was always there working with them so closely. We went for dinner with the chemist. It mm-hmm. was It was very sort of hands-on. It was a partnership. It was a partnership, and I learned so much. It was Mm -hmm. so, so rewarding. And for me, I always wanted to create my own brand, and I needed to sort of identify what that was going to be. And initially, I thought, I have to do an organic line, you know. How long had you been thinking about this? Like, how long has this been germinating? For so long. Really? Yeah, but there's so much that during the ideology of a brand creation, there's so much more that is involved than you think. Because when you start getting into the minutia, mm-hmm. there's nothing that can be sort of surfacy. It, yeah. But, but I was just going to say that the reason I brought up the, my name thing oh, is yeah. because it's very natural that I would create a brand that was so focused on ingredients and active ingredients and the efficacy of the ingredients and the, cl- the, the, clean, the clean idea it all comes from my upbringing because we grew up vegetarian, always learning so much about ingredients and what are we eating? What is that? My parents made their own cheese, their own butter. Their so it's own very, cheese? Wow. Yeah. So it's not a trend for me. It's very sort of an extension of my life, you know? Yeah. We were talking about that earlier, like what does clean mean? And I feel like a lot of brands are just kind of adopting that word. And, mm-hmm. you know. It's a trend. It's, it is a trend. But when there are brands and people who actually – have been doing. I mean, listen, if you want to go clean overnight, I don't think that's there's nothing wrong with suddenly making an improvement in your life no. or getting yeah. more conscious. But yeah. I conscience, con- conscious. That's mm-hmm. always trust me up. Yeah. But I I do think it's so interesting that clean is now this buzzword. Now I know that Tiff had some questions too. We were talking Can about we your line for a while. Can we make this session an hour long instead? <laughs> <laughs> I love that idea. So um, Tiff, we were talking about creating the line. What did you? Yeah. So back to Westman. What was that process like for you? I imagine as a makeup artist, you know how product works. You've handled a lot of different brands before. So what was the process like creating your own brand and the your process own process? Initially, was a little bit slow. I'm not gonna lie. And I remember my husband said, "You need an office." So mm. we get an office in Chelsea that actually Grace Coddington took over for me. (laughs) And he said, ideas, everything's going to come to you in the office. And I remember sitting there going. Why did he think it would come to you in the office? Like versus He just thought I would be able to kind of process everything, you know, in this space that was calm and surrounded with things that I put there for inspiration. And it was, I remember kind of being torn between starting with skincare or makeup because I always have felt so strongly about skincare. Mm -hmm. And I remember Bobby Brown saying to me, what are you crazy? You have to start with makeup. And, and, you know, you're known for makeup. And Mm -hmm. I thought, you know, you're actually right. 
And I decided to hone in on this idea of the skin, Mm -hmm. you know, and me being, which also used to annoy me as when people would call me for interviews and say, you're mostly known for this beautiful skin. And Uh-oh, it used okay. to strike that question. No, no, it's good. It, it <laughs> but you took to, that and you created I, your own brand. Yes, exactly. I decided, oh, I'm just going to just hone in on mm-hmm. the skin thing. And I'm going to extend this kind of idea that I've had forever of amplifying the skin of these mm-hmm. pe- women that I work with, actresses, models, and share that kind of journey and how, how do people do that on themselves. And it's edited it's simple it's intuitive and and i decided then i would start with a complexion system mm-hmm. and, what's the complexion system well i wanted to create a line of a lineup of an edited group of products that you need to sort of create a beautiful complexion mm. And then you can obviously play after that. But these are things for complexion and to create this kind of skin that I do on Jennifer Aniston and all of these people over the years and that are very simple and not complicated. And it's real women products. It's yeah. like you use on the go. And I also I have rosacea and this is a big part of our brand that I, th- mm-hmm. I think that sets us apart. You know, not only did I feel that there was a void in the market between, you know, there's a gap between luxury and natural, and I felt that I could bridge that gap. I felt sure. like nobody's doing anything that is, speaks to luxury and incorporates natural ingredients or a natural concept or a clean concept. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I decided that was going to be one. Then I also wanted to focus on active ingredients being at efficacy levels instead of marketing levels. And I learned from our labs that we work with that a lot of brands use active ingredients at marketing levels so they can stay What does that mean? It means that we're not being entirely honest. So they'll put um tell a, me if I'm right here like I you know I'm on my own company and I'm like okay this has pep- peptides and blah 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 it doesn't have enough of those things to actually make a difference. It's just yeah, a little bit so that I can cases, put on the tin. In some cases, yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. You, look I, so, you look so upset right now. You look like yeah. you're doing very serious news. You're like nodding like, yes. Because I, I was shocked. Eyes are closed. Yeah, I was shocked when our our labs t- shared that information. I was like, no way. Are you kidding? And obviously it costs a lot more money to include these active ingredients at efficacy levels. But I, I want to be as transparent as I possibly can mm-hmm. in this journey and as honest as I can. And I have this rosacea and I want something and I know many people suffer from skin sensitivities and issues. And sure. I, I want to include ingredients that will actually help the health of your skin and not mm-hmm. simply color. I want to correct and soothe and heal. And I think we all deserve more from our products, you know. And yeah. I'm really doing the best that I can with the resources that we have today. Mm-hmm. And the I can never have – the performance has always have to be – it has to be paramount. That's always the bottom line. That, that it can't be, um, you know, like some of the organic lines or products that I've tried. You know, they're pretty when you put them on and then you leave the house and you come back and you're like, wait, where did all my makeup go? Yeah. And yeah. it's suddenly gone. They don't have payoff. Well, or the lasting power. I needed mm-hmm. to be able to trust and rely on the results. 
you know? I think you definitely got that with your brand. And mm-hmm. you've also mentioned that it's very edited. Mm-hmm. Is that part of the reason you only have three brushes? And tell me a little about your brushes. More I know they're pretty though. special. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the brushes. I'm in love with the brushes. As a young makeup artist, I used to always save my money and buy Shuimura brushes. Mm-hmm. And back then, I used to buy the sable brushes because I didn't know any better. Mm-hmm. And yeah. now I would The clearly... sable is not cruelty-free. It's, it's quite cruel. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I would never, ever participate in any of that ever again. I feel bad still that I, you know, but now I'm making up for it because our brushes are sustainable, sustainably made by the oldest brush maker in Japan. And they're a blend of nylon and um, synthetic fibers, which is the best kind of option that you can have it in my mind, in my opinion. And I always just look to myself for my own judgment because I'm a pretty harsh critic. <laughs> and it's um, a really great story behind that too, I think. Yeah, I mean, it was a dream to work with for, with Hakahoto who makes our brushes because they make the most beautiful brushes. Oh, they're just, they come when we get our brush samples, they come with a little sticker and a handwritten note. Oh my gosh. It's so special. I mean, we lose money on our brushes daily because they're so expensive to make. But I don't care. So I think it seems that's like that's the thing to buy. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing to you buy. Get yourself a Westman brush. Yeah, they're they're pretty great. So let's talk a little bit about your makeup tips. I've no, I've heard that you're known to use multiple shades of foundation. Mm-hmm. Um, is there a reason why, and why do you do that? As I think you, the way I like to see skin is with a little bit more dimension and not looking like it's one tone because then you immediately it's a giveaway that it's all foundation right but if you incorporate multiple shades then you can kind of trick people a little bit and it can feel like it's more skin like so it's almost like amplifying your skin maintaining a little bit of the integrity of your own skin whilst evening it out but in more of a a dimension kind of concept. So which colors would, like, would you just take the two, like, your color and then one lighter, or your color and then one darker, or the, the two that kind of are I mean, I've really incorporated my makeup artist philosophy when I do that. So when I do makeup on people, I usually use two to three shades. Mm-hmm. That's kind of, that's just how I've always done makeup. I started doing makeup with using sticks, and I find them very easy, very malleable, and you don't—I I, don't—I like also fluid, but it, ha- it has to be really good. Mm-hmm. But I just feel like as a as a starting point, I wanted to begin with sticks because sure. that was my—how I learned to do makeup. Um, I also find that you—that you get a little bit of excess sometimes with the fluid, and I didn't want to—I wanted everything to be, like, precise mm-hmm. to begin with. Uh but I use sometimes if I want a little bit of a warmer finish, I might use we have, you know, Roman numerals or mm-hmm. they're numbered. And for myself, I'll do maybe a two and a four because I want a bit of warmth. But I use the two around my kind of under eye area, you know, right. this kind of triangle in the yeah. middle of your face. Yeah, and then, the upside down triangle. And then but not precisely. Yeah. And then I patch in the deeper shade around the perimeter of my, fa- my face and then I work them together. Oh, cool. It's very That's a great intuitive. Tip. Yeah. And it's not, doesn't look like you're sort of caked in mm-hmm. in foundation. I'm willing to try that. It's really not complicated. It's very, it's just consider one as your concealer and one as your, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. So what for you is the most important step in your beauty routine, like apart from foundation or what's the most underestimated step that we should probably start including? The most underestimated step, I think it's really taking the time to prepare your skin before you actually, I mean, it's your canvas, you know, your Mm. face. And I do think when you spend extra time and you exfoliate, you do a mask, you do consistent facials, the quality of your skin is still going to be there, right. you know, underneath everything else. You don't need as much makeup. <laughs> yeah. So I, I prefer to just kind of like really treat your skin and take care of it, you know, as much as you can. And I do, I, I totally sympathize with people who have skin issues because I have major skin issues. So I by no means have great skin, but I can fake it a little bit more. With great skincare and great makeup. Yeah. I mean, I try, but I do also, you know, regularly have facials and I have, I do do my own facials. I go to a few people. I have an amazing, amazing woman who I love, who actually is in London, but when she comes here, I, I see her. She does fascia release, which is a different kind of concept. What's her name? Anastasia. Oh, okay. okay. You've got to talk to okay. her. I mean, fascia release, she just gives you a very relaxing. Oh, wow. It's, it's, uh, it blows your mind. Does she work out of a studio in New York when she comes? No, she usually has a hotel room or something, okay. so you just go to her. But mm-hmm. I met her through Gwyneth Paltrow because she was doing her before her wedding. Oh my gosh! Okay. And I, I, we were both staying in the same house mm-hmm. and before her wedding, so she gave me a treatment, and I was like, "Oh my god!" And I, my face, I looked twenty years younger. I swear, <laughs> I was like, "Wow, what did you do?" I'm convinced. Yeah. So she does, but she doesn't do things like extractions, but yeah. she does so much lifting and tightening. And well, Gwyneth really knows her stuff. Exactly. So, so yeah, if Gwyneth yeah. is using her every day or whenever, <laughs> you know, not every day, but. Um, and then I also love Danuta at mm-hmm. Rescue Spa and Georgia Louise. Got it. Oh, yeah. a long term. I She's haven't great. been to Joanna. Check. Yeah. Yeah. I, I haven't had the pleasure yet, but I've heard great things. So let's talk about what you, like, you know, you said you love great skincare, great facials. We know you use your line, but what are like some of the products you use every day in your life? Uh, Whether skincare or, you know, hair okay. care, what are your must haves? I'm, the Gucci edit. Yeah, I'm really into also supplements. I think that they they make a big difference if you're if you're kind of uh, responding to what your body needs and is is calling for. Mm-hmm. I think you can see a difference a little bit in in just your mood and your overall. Is there a brightness. supplement you like? I mean, I I actually have a quite a few supplements I'm taking at the moment that I get from. A, a doctor that I see in LA who's mm-hmm. like a hormone specialist. Mm-hmm. But I really like Wellco has this hormone supplement that I put in. It's called a hormonal libido, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a powder and it tastes nice. And I put it in my shake in the mm-hmm. morning. It's also a Wellco. And I never used to like shakes. Yeah. But I love this Peruvian chocolate. Oh, God, that it's, sounds delicious. I know, and I just, it's so good. And I think I put so many frozen blueberries in it that it tastes, like, really refreshing. That sounds, like, very decadent, but it's a nutritional hormone shake. Yes, and I put, <laughs> I put um, moon juice has a mushroom powder that I put in the The shake. collagen powder? It's called, um, it's actually called, I 
think mushroom, shroom. Uh, we'll, we'll. It's in a big. It's in the jar. Glass. It's in the glass jar. Yeah. Is that it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. We, we'll put it all on our blog so people can shop your, your the Gucci edit. I mean, I'm obsessed with that. Yeah. And then I do. That the does not have a bad probiotic. taste at all. No. So I put and I use the a bit of you know a lot of the moon juice probiotic in my mm-hmm, shake, mm-hmm. and then I also like the tocos. That's really great for connective tissue. Okay. And joint support. It's called, sorry, toe. T-O-C-O-S. Okay. And that's, I think it's by Sun Potion. Okay. Yeah. Is the brand. Um, So those are things that I kind of like put in my shake Mm -hmm. and almond butter. Um, I use a really nice. And you notice a difference. Yeah. I just feel like I feel more energetic and cleaner and kind of like, I don't, I feel hungry when I should feel hungry and Mm -hmm. not, you know. Not not like scavenging for snacks. Yeah. Yeah. I got yeah. you. I mean, I just feel like, oh, it's one o'clock. I should be a little. I'm hungry now. I'm starving <laughs> now, actually. Uh, so what, are the, what, about, what about skincare? So what skincare. Are some of your skincare products. Well, love? it's interesting. So people send me things to try. And and so I don't end up getting. I try something. I love trying things. But then I don't usually stick with it unless I feel really mm-hmm. some type of emotional connection. I regularly use a brand now that I like a lot called Subtle Energies. It's Australian. I really like that. I like Eminence. Mm-hmm. It has a really nice, gentle exfoliant that is a powder. It's like a strawberry rhubarb dermafoliant. Lactic acid, I like um, a lot of sheet masks, I have to say. I alternate. I mean, I like the SK2 one. I like um, a biocellulose one by Suwasu. I like, um, what else do I, I try to do masks, you know, once a week. Okay. okay. And I do, I use my home devices also. Oh, you, do, you are your device girl. Yeah. Okay. Because if Which I don't one? go to, for facials, I have a Japanese one called Rantania that is microcurrent and LED light. And so it, you're at home just like watching TV doing this? Yeah. That's so funny. So you can, I do it like maybe once yeah. a week. Yeah. Yeah. And then I have, um, Georgia Louise also has like a mask and sometimes I'll alternate between that one and that one and it helps with the redness. Very cool. It calms down the redness. Um, I also like Agustinus Bader, the the rich cream. Oh, that has so much hype right now. I We're mean, getting a lot of people. They want to know. So at least we know that you like it. I do it like it, like and customer. I really am interested in the science behind it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's pretty significant. And we're going to talk about that on the podcast soon. Oh, you are? Yeah, the Augustus. I can never say his name. Augustinus. Augustinus. Augustinus Bader. Yeah. Bader. Yes. Wait, but I'm sure I like some. I like pie for um, an oil cleanser. Mm-hmm. PAI. Mm-hmm. And I like these Volition uh, apple cider vinegar wipes that are nice because it makes my face feel like it's burning, like the yeah. Biologique Recherche P50 yeah. that you can't. I can't. Um, and then what else do I love? I mean, I'm obsessed with skincare. I like Grown Alchemist Body. Mm-hmm. I like, I love going to clean market and doing infrared and cryo. And I love doing the um, vitamin drips okay. once in a while. I so think you really are. I mean, you grew up in like a wellness. I mean, I know you weren't getting vitamin drips at the ashram, but mm-hmm. like you grew up in a wellness space mm-hmm. and like you're. You're like talking I like my the talk. Tom pen. 
Co- oh, like a Bebo com pen? A dosist. Okay. Oh, I don't know dosist. Okay. Dosist vibrates when you have one. Like a CBD thing? Mm-hmm. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, she... no, it's it's a natural thing. I mean, I'm telling you, it's like I'm obsessed with – because it does like, actually make you feel better. I don't eat meat. I don't – I've I'm having a little bit of fish now, but I think I might cut that might out cut pretty again. soon. Yeah, yeah. And I make my own almond milk. I make my own you, coconut oh my milk. God. I make – you lost me at the shake. I was like, that looks like a lot of stuff to put in the shake. That looks like it takes 10, 15 <laughs> no, minutes No, it doesn't to do. take long, and it tastes so much better, and you know exactly what's in it. There's no weird mm, stuff. To it's make all it about ingredients me. for I, you. I yeah, it really is. I want to know what's yeah, in everything, yeah. and I think we all deserve better. Well, that is a good note to end on. Gucci, thank you so much. I think we, we, we have a shopping list. Tiffany's been writing down everything yeah. you said. Head to the blog to get your Gucci-approved everything. And thank you so much for coming by. Oh, God. Thank you so much for having me. I mean, I I really respect you girls, and it's (gasps) it's so nice to to have these kind of chats. You know, I can tell I could just keep talking. No, we need longer next time. (laughs) Oh, my God. Gucci, thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to hear it. It's time to raise a wand. Jen in the stewed. I'm in the suit. I'm raising a wand. And she brought snacks. I did. Gummy peaches. So good. Raise a wand of gummy peaches. That's your bonus, raise a wand. Thank you. I'm about to raise a wand to this, and I literally just realized there was a sharpener in it that this whole time I didn't know. I've seen that. What is that? This is Thrive Cosmetics, and the name of this product is Brilliant Eye Brightener. Isn't it cause, like cosmetics? I really didn't want to go there because I really can't stand the name of the brand itself. Okay. But- I love the product. Thrive Cosmetics, they give a large portion of, and it's a wonderful, wonderful concept. And I actually really dig the founder. I met her on the Mary Claire Power Trip. They give a portion of all of their um, proceeds to amazing causes that are women run. That's so great. It's actually a really, really cool brand. Um, Everything is like teal. It's like their color, so you can't miss their products. Mm -hmm. Um, I like their brow gel, too. But this this is, so you know how people do the inner corner highlight? Yeah. And I'm always like, I want to do the inner corner highlight. And this fits in there perfectly. It just gives me a little glow. So it's it's a it's like a, a crayon. A chubby, it's crayon, a chubby crayon in a champagne rose color that's kind of sheer. It also looks nice. really nice on your brow bone. And then sometimes I've been hitting the like down of my nose like I'm an influencer. Okay, J-Lo. Yeah. Okay, this is called Bright, Bright Brilliant Eye Brightener and the color is Stella. Oh, I didn't realize it came in shades. Yeah. I'm so sorry. Thank you for helping me through my razor wand. So well, razor so wand to that. so excited about it. You can't even like like see straight. It's amazing. Well, I just put it on my hand. I will say it's not waxy and it doesn't feel like a shadow stick. You know what I mean? Like it's very silky. Like a highlighter, but it, you're surprised it's in a crayon format because it's so smooth. Exactly. Thank you for helping me talk about it. Okay. What are you now, raising a wand to? I am really excited about a Kiehl's product. And you know that I love a bit of Kiehl's. You know that my husband worked there for a long time, but this is unbiased, okay? Because this, I, I, it took me a little bit to try it, and you know, I tried it yesterday, and I have to tell you, I felt immediately soothed. It is the Kiehl's Calendula Water Cream. I have been seeing that everywhere, and I've been tempted to try it, but then I was like, I don't have spot in my skincare routine. Tell me why I need it. It is. I'm. I'm. It's like my my skincare area is like a club. It's like one in one out, babe. So no. something's coming out. Okay, <laughs> I'm not gonna tell you it's coming out, but something is coming out, and this is why I put it on. So I've been feeling, and we could talk about this in another segment because I actually want your help. 
my skin when I put on my makeup in the morning, it's like, okay, I get to work and it's like, it's, it's gone into like continents. It's like crusty up on my forehead, crusty here. But Pangea is like, like, yeah, like Exactly. It's, it's not even, and it's not that I'm wearing a ton of makeup. It's like the, it's just something going on with my skin where some bits are like holding on to makeup and other bits are not. Ah, uh, I see. Okay. Do you know what I mean? It's not, I just, I, I'm going to go away from foundation for a bit because everything's getting all crackly. So at the end of the day, I looked at myself, I shrieked in horror. It was like crackles everywhere. And I, I just grabbed this Kiehl stuff, which is right by my desk because I've been meaning to try it. I put it on quietly at my desk. And then I go to talk to Vicky, who's a woman I work with. She's wonderful, but she doesn't pull any punches. She goes, wow, you look great. Your skin looks radiant. What did you do? It was the freaking Kiehl's water cream. And then other people started saying, like, yeah, your skin looks great. Do you yeah. think you were just dehydrated and it's a great moisturizer? The, it gives you a little. It's, it's a, a little extra. It's a, a little extra. It's a little slippery. And it is, it is you know, it's getting warmer. It's wa- it's a weightless cream. It's good for normal to oily skin. Okay, so you're getting light texture but enough hydration that you get, like, dew factor. You got there's a, There was a lot of dew factor. Mm. So I like it. They sell it for $48. Um, Raise a wand. Razor one. Thanks for listening. Fat Mascara is produced by our friends at Atwell Media. You can check out our website, fatmascara.com, for episode recaps, product recommendations, and discount codes. And if you want to reach us directly, email us at info at fatmascara.com, or you can follow us on social at fatmascara, shoot us a DM, and we'd love if you went over to iTunes and threw us a rating. How many stars? Five. Five, please. 